Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm doing everything I can. We'll do better. Take control. You, do you work here? Yes, ma'am. Don't call me ma'am. I'm not an old lady you're bagging groceries for. You are a correctional officer. Your job is to enforce the rules. Do you know what the rules are? Yes. Because right now, looking in an arbitrary direction, I see large earrings. I see unapproved makeup. Am I the only one who sees this? Do I have supervision? Am I like the boy in the sixth sense who sees infractions no one else sees? Am I in a fucking M. Night Shalama Lama movie? Or is that inmate wearing green eyeshadow? I think it's pronounced Shala. Yeah. Better get back to work. Hey, Hollywood Life podcast listeners. Uh, this is Bonnie, and I am here. And as you may have guessed, guest, we have, speaking of guests, a guest today from the show, Orange is the New Black, Alicia Reiner. Welcome, Alicia. Thank you so much. I love that you chose a clip that not only shows me as fig and orange is the new black obviously but fashion sense as well that's right that's right you are noticing some eyeshadow there you have a keen fashion sense and you know we're so glad to have you here today because you are a woman of many talents and we want to hear all about them you are doing multiple things you're an actress orange is the new black you also are starring in um, a show which looks, looks so much fun it's called better things and it's about to it just started the second season and right. you play Sonny in that that's character Sonny and you are a fashion designer you've just <laughs> launched your new collection Lavari which um, debuted at New York Fashion Week yeah. which was just a couple weeks ago and you listeners can't see Alicia but she looks stunning she's wearing some clothing from Lavari and listen we all wear clothes mm-hmm. we all need clothes and we all want to look fabulous and as fabulous as you and so, you know, being, I mean, first of all, doing a collection is really intimidating. Like I go to New oh York Fashion God. Week every season I was, and I, it's intimidating enough just sitting in the audience, let alone having to put clothes out on the runway in a collection totally. and your first one. I um, I, I was just saying to someone today, I've, I always have imposter complex. Like I always think, what am I, I don't know how to do this, but more than ever I did around this and Honestly, I did it because for me, it was more of an activist statement and environmentalist statement. And for me, as an artist, one of the ways we can talk about things that sometimes people don't want to talk about is through art. And fashion is art. And in this moment in time, the environment needs our protection and needs our attention. These are huge issues going on right now because our current uh, president and his administration are def- are defunding and not taking care of any of those things. And so, 
like with the line, it it's a it's really about environmentalism. How can we use remnants? How can we use like remnants of fabric, remnants and of fabric, things that would have been in landfills? Bonnie, I was reading a little bit about this line, and I learned some things I didn't know. Uh, the L.A. Times did a story on your line, and they claim that. The fashion industry is the third largest polluter behind yep. agriculture and wow. oil and the oil industry. Yep. Who would have thought? Really, I never would have thought that. Yeah, really shocked by that. And the other fact that stunned me is they say the average American throws out sixty-eight pounds of clothes a year. Yep. Boy. My husband would really like if I threw out 68 pounds worth of clothing every year. I was going to say, I have that to throw away, but it's all in piles in my closet. Exactly. It never gets out the door. Yeah. who I, I, I've i never thrown out that many clothes. I, well, I'm big into I think, recycling and also giving them exactly. to like dress How for can success. we give it to charity? Exactly. Yeah. Let me hit you with this, though. <laughs> I pitch you a hard one. Don't you think that in some ways fashion and sustainability are inherently in conflict because fashion is all about what's new right what's trying next. to get you to so try the new trend it's all about I, disposable I actually, throw it away get something new you're not going to be fashionable if you're not in something new i love that you brought that up because thanks that <laughs> is no that is how it's traditionally seen and yet in our focus group what we learned is a lot of women me included my favorite pieces might be 20 years old i have pieces from college that if it's a classic and it fits and it makes me feel awesome and it has a great story, it was from my grandma's closet or whatever, I take amazing care of it and I keep it. Wow. And I've that's, never what, been able to do that's that. what our goal is, is to create these pieces that you keep, that they're keepers in your life forever, that it's not fast fashion. Yeah, the thing about fashion that could be sustainable is that fashion is also, of course, cyclical. But that means that your clothes have to last and yep. most clothes do not. All the places now that have brought high fashion to the mainstream, places like H&M, the clothes is complete freaking garbage. And it will it comes apart on you in, in the washing machine. So well, here's, here's you, what I'm going to say about that. You can't keep it the next I, it comes back in. I really believe strongly in not demonizing or like I I personally will never say like I don't like their like they, I like they H &M. do it wrong I like H&M but I will I will say that's our our goal is to be old school now let's talk about Orange is the New Black because that was a pretty um intense last season mm. and of course you play a very intense character. Yeah. And I have to say, I didn't like you very much for the first couple of seasons. It seemed like you played the assistant to the warden mm -hmm. and you were very stylish, very <laughs> Thank you. kind of sexy and Le stylish, Boutin. but you seemed very out of place because you were in a prison mm. and you didn't seem to have a lot of sympathy mm. for the prisoners. But you've become more likable because we've found out you've got problems in your marriage. Your husband's having an affair with another man. You're having an affair now with some with uh, another. I oh right. I yeah. got oh you forgot. <laughs> you're having an affair. What's no, his name? With Caputo. Yes, he's yes, a yes, yes. yeah another seat. He like helps run the prison. He's having an affair with somebody else. And he's yeah. having an affair. And then you were negotiating for the prisoners who had a riot last season. So um, first of all, like. Do you think, does your character, does she have any empathy for the prisoners? Um, I have two things to say about that. One is I love the way you described the character because it's really the truth of how we see people. And I find it really important to remember when we're meeting anyone you see that first impression and you think like, oh, they don't care. Or they, 
you know, and particularly in this moment in time when we go like Republican, Democrat, when we're, the world is so divided in so many ways, I think it's so important that we find ways to find compassion for one another and that we find ways to find similarities and we try and look for how, how can I relate to this woman? And because you don't know, like she was in pain. You just saw a fancy woman who looked out of place and didn't really care. But then you found out, oh, she has a lot of stuff going on. I, I don't really, know if I can curse. Um, I really like this point, and I feel like it's what is beautiful about modern TV. Mm-hmm. I, I've been kind of calling this the Jamie Lannister effect. Where the first time you meet this man, you hate him, and he's like yeah. trying well, yeah, to... Yeah, he did yeah. a terrible You're thing. Trying to, yeah. He's trying to murder a child, but then the more you get to know him, the more you see his reasons and his motivations, and it's kind of like what all actors... Well, have... also, he evolves as a character. Yes, and the, the great thing like about TV and modern TV... TV is it gives you time. It's not like movies where you have totally. 90 minutes, you got to yeah. pack it in and it's kind of melodrama where TV lets you see a 360 degree view of a human being. Right. Well, it just, you see that the person who you thought was just evil mm-hmm. and because also Fig was embezzling, wasn't she? She was actually taking money away from the prisoners. I wouldn't necessarily admit to that, but yes, maybe. <laughs> it kind of looked like that. Yeah. But then it turns out that you're maybe doing it because you're trying to save your marriage yeah. and you're compromised. And so you're really and kind I, of a um, like a wounded character, yeah. we find out. And aren't we all? Aren't we all the walking wounded, you know? And I, I, I just wrapped this movie um, with Christina Hendricks and Anna Camp, the working title is Ag and uh, I will say it, it's it's interesting because we're just doing test screenings right now and and these complicated characters are, are people love and hate and it's really beautiful when you when you can present them in a way that people then relate to them. So um, I want to hear more about Egg, but just going back to Orange is the New Black and your character, when you started it, did you know that she was going to be that complex? Oh, so you didn't even know she was going to be complex like this. So I originally auditioned for Alex and then I didn't get it and I was heartbroken. And then they offered me Fig and it was only three lines and that's all I knew. Um, I knew the first three lines basically like, hi, I'm Natalie Figueroa and if you need anything... Just ask. Like, right. that's all I knew. Ask, but don't ask. Yeah, yeah. So do you feel like the having now kind of worked in a prison for uh, six, six years, six years yeah. do you, first of all, do you feel that it's a um, realistic depri- uh, uh, depiction of life in prison for women? Um, I don't think I have the uh, acumen to answer that really. I, I haven't, I've, when I was researching the role, I did in fact visit some prisons, um, but that was a very limited exposure. exposure. Um, and I've spoken to women who have been in prison through my volunteer work with the Women's Prison Association, but I, I don't think I can really authentically speak to what life in prison is like. And I don't know that they're trying to have a deeply realistic portrayal. It's not a documentary. I think they're trying to shed light on certain issues in both a dramatic and comedic and entertaining way so that 
you're drawn into it so that you relate to it on an emotional level and a, and a personal level. Um, but that also it's funny sometimes. And sometimes, yeah, I, I think it, it, it's based in reality. I know they do a lot of research. Um, you know, for example, the, the corporate prison system and Linda from HR and the whole MMC thing, um, is based on truth, you know, how prison has become a business and the inappropriateness of that, in my personal opinion, um, where that's taken advantage of and where that takes advantage of prisoners uh, is something to discuss. Well, I think one thing that's amazing about the show is that, again, it takes characters who you might, if you didn't know or you just heard about women in prison, you're thinking, oh, these are all terrible people. They're all hardened people. Again, they're evil. They're in prison. And it makes you realize that they're multidimensional, that there's reasons that they're there, that whether it's mental illness or, you know, they've made bad decisions or they've fallen through the cracks and that they're, they're real, they're people they that deserve some empathy. You know, I, um, I've uh, just joined the board of a, a nonprofit called Still She Rise, which is all about protecting women who are mothers in prison in Oklahoma because Tulsa, Oklahoma has the highest number of mothers in prison than anywhere else in wow. the country. And, and it's an extraordinary amount. And in many cases, these women are really unfairly in prison. In some cases, they've just gotten too many parking tickets. Right, and, and then they couldn't pulled, afford right, to they pay the fees. to pay them. Right. And then they're pulled from their children and put in prison simply because they couldn't afford this. Right. Now, that's not right, in my opinion. Well, it also ends up costing society a lot Correct. more because who's taking care of the kids? Completely. But it's, and then that money goes into the pockets of, you know, the business of prisons. Right. And of course, we're looking at an administration that wants to put more people behind bars again. Yeah, because yeah, it's a business. Yeah. Well, and they want to privatize. They're even yeah. talking about privatizing yeah. more prisons. Now, is that prison, um, does it do any of the babies or children stay in the prison, the one that you're involved with? Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't well, the one I mean. you said in Oklahoma. So, in this. Yes, Still She Rise is all about actually getting lawyers to help get these women out. So that's a great thing. Yeah. Do you think you'd ever would have gotten involved with an organization for women in prison it's, if you hadn't been involved in Orange is the New Black? It's funny. Um, two of my friends created a piece called The Exonerated, um, Eric and Jessica, who I bow to. And I, I admired them before they were my friends. Like I saw it and I was like, oh, my God, they are the coolest people. Um, and then they became my friends. And I have always felt like our prison system was so inappropriate and so um, unfair to be very, you know, simple about it. And I didn't feel like I had a voice about it. Like, who am I to like? Who am I to say anything about this? And then I got orange, and I was like, oh, I guess. I have a voice about this now. I guess I don't have a choice but to have a voice about it. No, very that. true. And then I got involved with the Women's Prison Association and I've done a lot of work with them. Um, and, you know, I'm talking to them about Lavari and how can we use, you know, the women that you're working with. And, um, and then I was asked to be on the board of Still She Rise. And I, I love 
I love now that it's an opportunity to spread the word about these important organizations that help incite change. Right. I think, yeah, I think that probably everybody who appears on Orange is the New Black probably, we interviewers like me and Gino ask these questions because you are, whether you intended to or not, you do become spokespeople yeah. because you have a, uh, an insight and you're going to feel connected. Totally. To it. Do you, do you think that there is, um, if you if you could write one prescription for the problem of mass incarceration, mm. do you know what it would be? Because there, I mean, there is obviously a certain percentage of people who society just can't, we can't live among. There are, if you watch something like Lock Up Raw or something on NBC, there is a certain percentage of sociopathic or psychopathic criminals, which they now call them, who are violent and completely incorrigible, and they can't even follow the rules in prison, and they can't even be with other prisoners. They mm -hmm. have to end up in solitary confinement, which then deranges them further because being isolated makes you go insane. Human beings are not meant to be alone. But there is a, a, a this bigger group of nonviolent offenders mm -hmm. who have gone to jail for like drug crimes, you know, marijuana, the parking tickets, things like you said, and then they get into the system. They get felonies on their right, record. And it's really hard to they, get out. Then, then, then you can't reintegrate. You can't get a job. You have to write down on a, every job application for the rest of your life that mm -hmm. you were in prison and you are suddenly ineligible to be a part of the American dream. Do you think there is one thing? If you could wave a magic wand, what would you do? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. About the system? Yeah, about mass incarceration in general. The money we spend and the waste of human capital and... You know, um, I'm not... I, I personally am not one to prescribe for mass problems. Um, I'm a big fan of what can every person do. You know, so, for example, with... Lavari, it's like, well, I'm not going to change H&M and I don't want to. I'm, I'll create this capsule collection with my filmmaking. I can't change the studio system and the fact that there are only 8% of women behind the camera and 77% of the characters we see on any screen are male. But I can, when I'm producing hire all women and my crew is more female than male and tell stories about complex women. In reference to the prison system, I will say a couple of things. One is, you know, find ways to give people chances in your personal life. I will say way before um, I got this job, we were building a house in Harlem and a man came up and said, like, can I help? And my husband said, no, I think we're good. And he's like, you know, please, I, I'd love to help. I, I live on the block. And long story short, he had been in prison, had a record, and had a lot of trouble finding work. And it's over 10 years later, and he still works for us. And we gave him a chance. And he is a lovely human being who has made some mistakes. And the system also 
you know, it's so hard for black men in America. We all know that. And it's, it's a biased system and we've given him a chance. So that's, that's one piece of it. I would say the other piece is education, 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 re actually rehabilitating people. We do not actually rehabilitate them. And if anything, all of the services similar to larger society right now, money is being pulled out of the arts, money is being pulled out of education, money is being pulled out of healthcare. And all money is being pulled out of rehabilitation yeah. too, programs. Yeah. So I think that to me is how do we how do we help rehabilitate th these people, educate these people, and then give them services coming out? Because right. if the, essentially most people coming out of prison leave prison with debt. Yeah. So not only can't they get a job, but they're in debt. How, how, and so what are they going to do? They'll go back to crime. Well, the thing is you guys showed this in Orange is the New yeah. Black. You had one of the characters, one of the lead characters was released from prison and she literally had nowhere to go. I mean, she had like a, I don't know, halfway house, but she went there and they couldn't take her in and she didn't know what to do and how to cope. And she ended up back in prison yeah. because she could not make it. It reminds me of graduating from college. It's the same experience. <laughs> you Can, leave with tons of debt and you have no idea what to do. Yeah. Um, one last question about Orange is the New Black for the fans out there. Okay, so Caputo and Fig, they're having this affair. And it seems to be a lot of lust. Like it seems to be heavy lust. But do they actually, but they can't seem to stay away from each other. Is it purely sexual or do they actually really like each other? Do you think they're falling in love? Uh, you know, from Alicia's point of view or from Fig's point of view, what do you want? Um, well, I guess from well from Fig's point of view because she's the Fig's character. Point of view, yeah. no, ew. Oh, she just wants to do it with him. <laughs> exactly. But what? Why is Alicia's point of view different? I think Alicia sees the complexity of it and sees she wouldn't keep on showing up if there wasn't some emotional mm. so she's in yeah. she's an emotional denial yeah okay now she needs therapy oh definitely everybody <laughs> in that prison needs therapy now the other show that you're doing that's so interesting and if anyone who's listening has not seen it you need to start better things on fx oh. and it's about a single mom of three kids and it's so modern like she's living in la and she's an actress and she's directing it's, it's on a, tonight Oh, it's on yeah. tonight. Well, if you wait, we're not. Well, what night? Like life. what? In, so it's on Thursday nights at 10 p.m. on FX. If you want to watch the first season, it's on Hulu right now. Um, the whole first season, and we just started season two. Um, and I don't know when this is gonna air, but I also I'm on Broad City next week as well. Oh. Um, but yeah, which was super super fun. But better things. It, it's such a joy. Pamela is a genius. She right. writes, She's directs, the and stars in it. And it, it just feels like so relatable because there's lots of women who are divorced and or separated. They or or they're just single mothers. And she's got these three kids, and they've really they're a handful. One's a teenage girl, and yep. she's dating an older guy. It's it's the real problems of parenthood. Yeah. It's a lot of people liken it to a, a, just a, a female version of Louis where you saw him as, you know, a, right, Louis a comic. It's hilarious because he seems like a struggling comic, which in real life he's not. But um, well, and lately a little bit. He's been <laughs> trying to, you know, and he's trying to be the best dad he can. And it's really very similar or parallel 
and a, a female's perspective on it. Right. And she's just her, there's lots of ups and downs, mostly downs. Mm-hmm. And you're her closest friend. Yeah. And you're also about to have a divorce, right? Your marriage is falling apart. Yeah. Why is it so hard, do you think, for women, um, like to have romantic happiness? Because like, I feel like in better things, none of the relationships between men and women are good. It's not a good story. Fulfilling. Not a story. I, why is it so hard? But I mean, it is hard in real life. Gina, we've talked about your love life a lot in the uh, other podcasts. I, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, I have a lot of compassion. I have a lot of friends who are single and I have so much compassion for them. I met, I, I did everything I did not plan to do. I met my husband when I was like in school I swore I would not marry early. I would not marry an actor. And I did both of those things. And I've been with him like my entire life now, it feels like. How long have you been married? Forever. And <laughs> I and, and I still love him. I mean, that's the bottom line is I'm still that's really nice. madly in love with him. I will say. See, Gino, for it works. Me, <laughs> for me, it's work. You know, you have to work at a relationship, at any relationship. And we really work at our relationship on a daily basis. Do you get comp days or anything? Like that? <laughs> I get vacation time. Okay. Um, and I, I also like... I. I I believe in sex. Like I really believe good sex is really important for everybody. And it's like make the time for it. Even if you're married, even if you're busy, even if you have children. Do you think um, that's and a big enjoy sex? Like sex should be something we all enjoy. Do you think that's a big issue for a lot of married couples that they're not having sex I enough? Do. And it, it really changes every like I I've I really think it's part of the reason why we're married and happy after all these years. Is there like a number? Like, do you have to have it at least <laughs> once, twice a week? We try for at least twice a week. That's okay, like our, twice mi- a week. that's our bare minimum. Do you think there's like a component of sort of like personal self-care maintenance that goes into keeping this, the sex life alive? Cause I don't want to name any names, but I know some couples in my life, friends of mine. You mean like shaving your legs? No, like keeping like keeping in shape. Like couples who have gotten married and then kind of like let themselves go and then neither of them felt sexy or really felt the other person was that sexy. I love you know what you brought up a really important point because for me I love my husband no matter what and he'll put on a couple pounds or take off a couple pounds and I don't really care. But he doesn't feel as good about himself when he's a little heavier, and yeah. he doesn't want to have sex. I hope, yeah. really, oh, David, when he I gains hope you're weight, okay with all this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, men are the same. Men are men are just as girly we as are girls. Ju- let me tell you, we are just as vain. And oh yeah, oh, I mean yeah. maybe not all of Louis us. Louis C.K. But... would say yes to yeah. this. And like, and he, <laughs> like boys, they're the same. And so, I think it's a good thing to stay healthy and. What's most important is that you feel good about yourself because if you really love someone, you kind of don't care. I will say my first boyfriend, oh my God, I can't believe I'm about to tell the story. I Go started, for it. So, had psoriasis and it was like, I can't tell you. Like where? Everywhere. Everywhere, <laughs> like 70% of his body. And like we would, we would get out of bed and there would be like, like a half a pound of dandruff in the bed. And now I think back and I kind of want to puke. I have to be honest. But at the time, it didn't bother me at all because I was in love with him. And if you're in love with someone, it just doesn't, like you don't see it. It's like... It's yeah, like, love can, can it, be it, blind. You, love is blinding. At that time when I was 
a teenager, truly, um, I was blind to his bed full of It's like mating dandruff. with a snake. Um, it was. <laughs> it was intense. But, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> but I was totally blind to it. And um, I think that's really true when you're in love. And um, But I think what you're saying, too, is that in order to stay in love, like you can't kind of lapse you have to put the effort in 100%. you have to put emotional effort that you talk that you see each other totally. and you have to make sure that you connect at sexually yeah as well touching is really important i mean it's in it you know it's it's important as a parent it's like the the power of touch as a friend as as a lover um i think that's one of the issues that happens in prison is you're not allowed to touch anyone and i think Fundamentally, that's true. I haven't really thought about that. On a psychological level, that's really, well, people, you're not allowed to. There's some involuntary touching happening yeah. in prison, yeah. from what I hear. So, um, well, so in terms of getting married, mm-hmm. so you've been married for a long time, and you you have a daughter, and your relationship is, is really good. And, but that, so why do you think, though, I mean, there aren't a lot of TV shows, though, about happy couples, like Better Things. The relationships aren't good. Like, why do you think so many women are alone? And why is there so much TV about it? Happiness is not drama, Bonnie. That's not a story. There's yeah, no- I, I think we're interested in seeing sometimes the, in navigating relationships. And, and that's really better things is about navigating relationships. And, you know, I can just speak to my personal story in season one you think I'm happily married. And by the end of season one, mm. you find out my husband's on Tinder. Um, oh, great. And then in season two, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm dating someone else. And I'm dating someone who seems perfect. So we'll see, you know, we'll see how that goes because he's everything that my ex-husband isn't. Um, and we'll see how that goes. How, how happy are you to have not have missed the whole Tinder dating app like there are no words. Tragedy. Just, there are no it, words. It's an utter how train happy wreck. I am. You must I, be thrilled. I sometimes it's it's sort of like um, sometimes you're like, oh, I kind of wish I could try that. Um, like I wonder what that's like. But ninety nine point nine of percent of the time I'm like I'm so glad I missed let me that. tell you there is no green grass over here <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I know I was gonna say do you think you could ever let, let things fell apart do you think you could ever date again planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I can't imagine, like, I, I really very purposefully don't imagine ever being without David. Why are you trying to break up her marriage? What's going, what's going <laughs> I know. on here? I know, but it, I, I'm sort of in the same boat because I'm, blo- yeah. I'm married. I've yeah. been married for a long time, very happily, and I just can't even imagine 
like having to go out there. Gino tells tells us about it a lot. Oh, Bonnie, if, if, anything, <laughs> if anything happens to you, tune in next week for Gino's <laughs> Tinder experiences. Bonnie, I'll show just, well, my daughters have been through it. It's, I'll, I'll show you how to create a profile if something yeah. happens, Bonnie. If something it's, goes I, wrong. You know, I think about my daughter. And, um, how you old know, is your daughter? My daughter's eight. But, okay, you know, well, last, she's not going to be on Tinder for no, a while. But last, um, last, last week's episode of Better Things... Uh, Sam's daughter, who was who's like 16, was dating a 35-year-old. And when I was 16, I dated a 24-year-old. Mm-hmm. But you know what? When when you were 16, it probably didn't seem that odd. Like when I was younger and I was in high school. Oh, it there seemed were, odd. My parents oh, were. Oh, really? I was forbidden to Because there him. were girls in my high school, like in the did later you years. Did Yes. Yeah, so did I. And they were dating guys in their 20s. Yeah. And we never really thought it was that creepy. But I now think we would totally creepy, think it was creepy. But my parents sure did. Holy guacamole. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was the first thing I was forbidden to do, and I didn't listen. It didn't work out too well. Oh. Okay, so you learned. But, I mean, I have to say that I had friends who did it, and we didn't think it was creepy, and they didn't either. And they just sort of had relationships. Now, of course, they'd be arrested and charged. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> No, nothing, so, nothing happened to Tyga. And that, that is that crazy. That's crazy to think about. So, egg. When can we see egg? We're editing it now. So oh, we'll so let you know. Yeah. Okay, not in the theaters, we just, but we yeah. can look forward to that. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Thank you so much for coming in, thank Alicia you. Reiner, Lavari. Go online to lavariclothing.com. And then you can you can take a look at the t-shirts and the clothes. And we'll st- oh, tune in now yeah. and, and watch Better Things Better on things. FX Thursdays Yay. at 10 o'clock. And, and then you can catch up on Hulu. You can catch up on seasons one through five of Orange and uh, Broad City. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thank we'll you. We'll talk later again. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. Bye.